I'm Stephanie. And welcome to Doppelgangers. Today we're talking about season two, episode three of the Vampire Diaries, which is called Bad Moon Rising. Sounds like some moon answers forthcoming. And they were, as a matter of fact. <laughs> as always, I'm going to read the Vampire Diaries wiki synopsis of this episode. Elena, Damon, and Alaric take a road trip to Duke University and search through Isabel's research on folklore and paranormal phenomena to see if they can uncover any clues to the mystery surrounding the Lockwood family. Isabel's former student, Vanessa, guester Courtney Ford, Dexter, offers to guide them through the research and ends up getting quite an education herself. Stefan comes face to face with a terrifying new danger in the woods, and Tyler makes a shocking discovery about Mason, that he is, in fact, a werewolf. Hey, so we finally got some werewolves. You've been itching for them. I mean, it was it was coming. And in the recap before this episode, they showed that infamous full moon shot that I clocked so long ago as a clue. And I just like to get that confirmed, you know, not to rain on your parade, but we got no confirmation about Tyler. I just want to throw that out there. Sure. (laughs) If that's the narrative you want to stick with. I'm just saying we didn't get any answers about Tyler in this episode. And if anything, Tyler seemed just as surprised as everyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, he's still 17. That's what I'm sticking with. Okay, we'll get there, though. I mean, there's a reason Mason didn't think he had to chain up Tyler. Let's just say that. Okay. yeah, sure. I think that's a good observation. Not that the chains really did their job. He had some complications, but we'll get there. We start the episode at the Salvatore house. Actually, we start the episode kind of going back and forth between the Salvatore house and the Lockwood house. At the Salvatore house, Alaric arrives and Stefan, Damon and Elena have called him over because they want help with the Lockwood family mystery. Meanwhile, we see Tyler kind of looking at Mason going out on a run and starting to follow him. And Mason is rocking the five inch inseam shorts. He did get the memo on the fashion trends. Yeah, as he should. They called Alaric because they knew that Isabel did a lot of research on Mystic Falls and folklore and legend within Mystic Falls. And so they thought, you know what, maybe she knows something about the Lockwoods that we don't. Yeah, she focused on vampires, but she clearly had some other interests, which I didn't know what her focus was. I thought they kept saying she was a history girl and she was just doing the vampires on a side job. But I guess it was her actual job. Anthropology is really a good umbrella which they talk about. Yeah. And Alaric mentions that there is actually something other than vampires that she researched, which is a lycanthrope, which for those of you who may or may not watch multiple supernatural teen dramas, lycanthrope is just like a fancy word for a shapeshifter or usually a werewolf. That I learned on Teen Wolf. If anyone had any, you know, background in Latin, they would have caught that as well. Well, I don't. I don't, but I know enough Latin to know lycanthrope equals werewolf. Is that a direct translation? I think lichen uh, translates to dog and throp is actually, I'm saying this like I know for sure. I'm pretty sure lichen is dog. Okay. I can say that. I'm not going to look it I was going to say throp means transforming, but I was like, I don't actually know that one. Lichen is definitely dog. Lichen means were, throp means wolf. Werewolf. (laughs) How could it be any easier? I know. Latin's easy. Damon, however, is skeptical. He says werewolves are, quote, way too Lon Chaney. 
those of you who don't get the joke, Lon Chaney was a famous actor. He played uh, the fan for the opera and a werewolf in some famous werewolf movie. I don't remember which one. Wasn't it like the original Teen Wolf movie? Or like American Werewolf or something? No, those are like 80s shows. Lon Chaney was alive in like the 30s. Damon immediately does not believe that the werewolf thing is real. But Stefan is kind of like into it. He's not out right away. But Damon makes a good point that he's like, look, I'm 160 years old. I would have heard of a werewolf by now if it was real. or I would have come across one. Which is a fair point and a fair thought. Um, I think it's a little self-centered of him. <laughs> uh, because also, don't you think werewolves, like, if it's such a big family secret in the Lockwoods, don't you think other werewolves would be keeping it a secret? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it makes sense that you would come across one knowing what you know as Damon. Or at least hearing of one. Yeah, just knowing that they're around. Well, like, just think about being a vampire when Twilight comes out and the werewolves are introduced. And as a vampire, you're like, haha, that's funny because vampires are real, but werewolves are fake. It's a fair reasoning on his part, but I think that's not enough reasoning to, like, say there's no way that's true. Yeah. Which I think is what Stefan is more on the path of. If he's like, well, that, like, would be weird, but, but I guess I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Mason has made it to the cellar and he's gone in and out. And then Tyler peeks in and he sees a cell. He sees chains. He sees like claw marks on the walls, scratch marks on the walls. And he's like, huh, weird. Yeah, he's like, that's interesting. Well, at one point, Tyler's in the cellar looking around and he's taking pictures on his phone. And that little iPhone just looks so tiny in his big old arms. Early model. So you got to love that. And while he's looking at that, we go back to the Salvatore house and Damon is worried. And this is what he says. If Mason Lockwood is, in fact, a real life Lon Chaney, Tyler might be Lon Chaney Jr., which means Bella Lugosi, a.k.a. Damon, is screwed. That's just a little classic film trivia. It's not really important, but we all track the metaphor. So then we go over to Caroline's house. Matt is knocking on the door, but Caroline still can't go in the sun, so she cannot answer the door. So she just sits down in the hallway and just pretends she isn't home. Yeah, looking a little sad, kind of burning herself with the sun occasionally to be like, is this still happening? <laughs> like, can I really not go in the sun? <laughs> or is that just like early? Maybe that's done now. <laughs> yeah. And so Matt calls, her phone goes straight to voicemail and he leaves a voicemail that basically is like, hey, I've been missing you. Tyler's doing a thing at the swimming hole. I would love for us to go together and spend the day together. And then he hangs up. Caroline's sad. Matt's a little sad too, but I will say, as a noted Matt Donovan hater, he does look pretty cute in this light. Yeah, well, we can say when he looks cute. It happens occasionally, like once every 15 episodes or so. <laughs> so then we go over to the Gilbert house where Elena and Stefan are talking about Damon, Alaric, and Elena are planning to go to Duke to look through Isabel's research. Stefan is worried about her. Because Damon's going and things are a little tense between Elena and Damon right now, for obvious reasons. Elena's like, look, Alaric is a good buffer. We'll bond in our anti-Damon solidarity. You're both going to come around on Damon. So let's shut that down. First of all, Alaric's already come around. I mean, he's <laughs> pretending he hasn't, but he has. And at first I was like, why isn't Stefan going if they're all going? But uh, he's got to watch Caroline. <laughs> yeah. Elena wishes that Stefan was coming, but... They both agree someone needs to stay with Caroline. And while Elena kind of wants to stay with Caroline and him, this is an important opportunity for her to learn about her lineage, about Catherine, about Isabel. So they both agree that it's best for Elena to go. 
Plus, it's probably better for Elena to not be around a new vampire. Remember how that went with Vicky? But okay, Elena. I get that she wants to learn her lineage, but I'd be like, no, I want to hang out with my friend who's like going through a very rough time. (laughs) But she wants to go learn about her birth mother. I can't relate to that. Yeah. Because I know my birth mother already. Exactly. (laughs) If you didn't know your birth mother, you might want to go. So they both agree that they hate that Damon is going, but they love each other. So they smooch. Uh, Meanwhile, Jenna and Alaric are catching up. And Jenna says, hey, it's been a while. And Alaric says, yeah, school's been busy. Okay, might as well. I mean, no problem with being vague. And Jenna says, you know, I just want you to know it means a lot to me that Elena has a connection to her mother. And the ruse that Alaric and Elena and Damon are going with is that Alaric is cleaning out Isabel's office because he's accepted her death and he's bringing Elena with him because she's her mom. So that's great. And at first, I wasn't under the impression that Isabel was a professor. I thought she was a grad student. I was like, why the fuck is her office still intact? Like, they'd give that up fast, which honestly, it's weird that her professor office is too. Just a little higher education info. Well, because she's missing. She's not dead. Like, she should come back. Yeah, but it's been like three years that's prime real estate in a university. They'll put it in a storage closet. Maybe at Duke, they're really nice to their faculty. Not in the social sciences. <laughs> no shade to the social sciences. They should be nicer to you. But like, they would have cleared that shit out. But not to nitpick, just a little higher education insight. Yeah. As someone who is anti-academia. <laughs> anyway, their cover is that's why they're going to Duke together. Because it is weird that a student is hanging out with a teacher all day. Also, with Jenna, while she's talking to Alaric, uh, notable, she's wearing some big little hoops, baby. And you know what they say? The bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. We love you, Jenna. She's like, hey, look, like we haven't seen each other in a while. I'm like, I am a slut. So just throwing that out. Think on that. So Stan. Alaric, you know, he does a good thing here. He apologizes for sending mixed signals, which they've barely been dating they were just really flirting so like he really has nothing to apologize for but it's a good move because he's a nice guy and jenna also says like you know what don't promise anything like don't do the half sorry half promise thing just do what you need to do whatever we'll deal with that later which good healthy approach yeah she's like i'm not waiting around for another logan fell do what you're gonna do and just make a choice babe exactly so alaric goes out to the car and Elena checks with Jenna to see if she's okay. And Jenna says men in their baggage. Tell me about it, queen. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? (laughs) So the caravan gets all ready. Damon kind of rubs it in that Stefan isn't going. And he kind of plays around until Elena kisses Stefan very hard to rub that in. Huge power play. Big win for Elena. And it does get to Damon. He has to look away. He can't handle it. Yeah. Another great power move of Elena riding in the back seat alone. She said, you can't come back here. Well, why would he be in the back seat with an open front seat? So he can hold an Uber. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I'm just saying, I think it's a good move for her to sit in the back seat alone. I think it would have been more of a power play if she sat in the front seat and made him sit in the back seat alone. But that's me. (laughs) Now let him think he's winning. (laughs) Um, So they all head out and they leave Stefan behind. So then we go over to the Lockwood house. Tyler asks his mom about the ruins in the woods and she tells him, oh, that's the old Lockwood estate. It's the original plantation house. It was really pretty. 
and we would live there if it didn't burn to the ground. Just some history for everyone. Just so we know kind of where Mason and Tyler, well, where Tyler followed Mason. Yeah. Earlier in the app. And he says, hey, what's up with the cellar? And Carol's like, "Mm, we don't really talk about rooms like that. And Tyler doesn't get why. Like, he hasn't been in a history class. Tyler loses the hint. Yeah, and he's like, why not? And she's like, this is the South, and we don't really want to talk about slaves all the time. Yeah, she's like, look, we're not particularly jazzed that we had slaves in a dungeon, Tyler. And Tyler's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because it does make sense that it's there at that point. He was thinking it was something else. And I was like, oh, okay, it's slaves. He's like, okay, that's more simple than like a werewolf connected thing that he was clearly on the path of. Yeah. So then Mason enters and he's like, hey, what are you guys talking about? And Tyler's like, oh, you know, the property in the woods. And you can see Mason kind of be like, did he follow me? Why is he saying that when I just got back from there? But he's like, whatever, I'm going to ignore that. Well, Tyler smartly covers it up by being like, I was thinking about having people over to the swimming hole, which is on the property. And Carol's like, uh, well, if someone dies on that property, the family is liable, which is that true? That just feels like a lie to keep people away from there, uh, especially given that I think they get quite a bit of use out of that burnt down property. <laughs> well, you said that Carol didn't know that Richard was a werewolf, which you still believe he was. So why would she know that? Because Richard told her like, oh, don't have anyone ever be there late because like we're liable if something happens. She said, okay. That's just the lie he told her and she thinks it's the truth. Okay. Because why would she not believe that? Like it's not her family's property. It's his family's property. Okay. So she's like, okay, someone's liable. She's like, I don't want to pay a settlement. Bada bing, bada boom. I don't think she really went that deep into it. Okay. Okay, I buy that. (laughs) I just think... Carol's not like a she's not a slouch to legality, you know, is that true that if you own land and someone dies on it, it's you're liable, even if they trespassed, you can be, huh? That's why people will put like no trespassing signs, because then it's like, well, if you're on here, you're already like that's your own responsibility, like, oh, enter at your own risk. So I think it's like I don't think anyone would be like suing the Lockwoods willy nilly, but I think, you know, if you can avoid it. If you're worried about it, you might as well. I mean, they are a rich family. Like, that wouldn't be the dumbest idea. So if they're so rich, why don't they put up no trespassing sign? I don't know. I feel like Carol Lockwood's savvy enough that you'd be like, okay, why don't we just put up signs so we're not liable? And Richard's like, shut up. I I don't, I honestly don't think she thought about it that much. I don't think anyone goes out there to her knowledge. Sure. And maybe that was like a lie for like, if someone went out there, but like, and I don't think it's that popular of a place. Or maybe it does have no trespassing signs, but like people will still sue. Like, still an inconvenience, even if the lawsuit gets thrown out. Sure. Not to get all caught up on the legal ramifications. So then we cut over to the grill. Stefan and Bonnie are having lunch, and Bonnie's like, I don't know how to make a day walking ring. And Stefan's like, well, Emily didn't you have a grimoire, so I think you can figure it out, little lady. Yeah, he's like, you can look at Damon and make him faint. So, like, I think you're capable of it. Yeah, and so Bonnie tells the truth, which is that she's worried because Caroline killed a guy and she does not want to make it easier for her to kill more people. And Stefan says it's not about making it easier for her to kill someone. It's about encouraging her humanity. The more she's cut off from her old life, the less that she has to live for that makes her want to hold on to her humanity. And if she turns off her humanity, we've got much bigger problems on her hands. 
yeah, if she's completely closed off from all her friends and all the good things about her life, she's going to start forgetting those things and get so frustrated that when she finally can leave, it's just going to be like this amplified anger that, of course, is going to end in people dying. Yeah. So it just makes sense to give her that chance. And clearly, Caroline is more of an extrovert. She needs that time with other people to recharge or she's going to fucking lose it. Yeah. And not for nothing. Stefan knows a little bit more about what actually affects humanity than Bonnie does. Well, Bonnie is just still wrestling with like she hates vampires in her way and that Carolina is one now. And so she wants to make it harder for Caroline to be a bad vampire. But it's like you can be a good vampire and leave the house like you have to find a middle ground here. Like you can't lock your friend in a room forever. Yeah, but she doesn't have any good examples of vampires who are good all the time. Yeah, even Stefan has brought issues to her. So she doesn't have a reason to like trust him necessarily. Yeah, she trusts that all of them have that capability, which they do. Yeah. And neither Damon or Stefan is fully capable of controlling it at all times. And clearly Caroline isn't and won't be for a while, which I think Bonnie is like, if she can't control it, we should control it for her, which makes sense. But it's a little too heavy of a hand for it to be realistic. And Stefan says, look, if we don't trust her and help her, we might as well just stake her now. And Bonnie says, well, I'm not really sure if I can trust Caroline, honestly. And Stefan's like, OK, well, then trust me. She doesn't trust you either, Stefan. Tell her to trust Elena. You would think that him saying like, well, if you don't trust her at all, like we should just stake her would have like woken her up a little bit. But she's like, mm, I still don't know, which I get it. It just happened. Like, she's got some time to sort through it, and she has a lot of complex feelings about vampires, but she has to follow it at some point. I mean, she has to kind of hope that Stefan is on the right path. There's not really much else she can do at this point. Yeah. So then we check in on the road trip. Damon asks how Elena's doing back there in the backseat, and Alaric says, leave her alone. And Damon says, you know, this pretending to hate me thing is getting old. And Alaric says, I really don't think she's pretending since you killed her brother. And Damon says, "Okay, there's a huge asterisk next to that statement. He's like, "Okay, I didn't actually kill him. And Elena at this point insists that that doesn't matter because Damon didn't know that Jeremy had the ring. And so he wanted to kill him. He just messed up. He functionally killed him. Yeah. I mean, he's alive, but like if Damon had gone with what he thought was going to happen, he wouldn't be. Yeah, he's alive on a technicality. And Damon says, no, like, I saw the ring. I'm telling you, I saw it. It's tacky and it's hard to miss. And then Alaric looks at his ring and he's like, tacky? I mean, it is tacky. (laughs) That ring offers a lot of good things, but fashion is not one of them. Although, to be fair, Damon, have you seen your daylight ring, King? Yeah, talk about tacky. Pot calling the kettle tacky. Yeah. Speaking of rings, meanwhile, at Caroline's house, Bonnie is making her a daylight ring. And Caroline's a little annoyed because she doesn't get to pick the ring she's going to wear for the rest of her life. And I get the annoyance, but Stefan smartly is like, Caroline? Okay, but why doesn't she get to pick? Is there something specific in, like, the type of ring? I don't know. I'm just curious. I didn't know if that was a logistical thing you had an answer to. That's not something I have an answer to. My guess is that... There must be some kind of stone needed because Stefan, Damon, and Caroline's are all dark blue in the gem. So I imagine that's not something that's ever explained. And 
practically, I think you want like high quality metals and Caroline's not really in the monetary bracket to go to Tiffany's. So like she can't like go to Claire's and just buy a cute ring because it'll fall apart. I would assume it would have to be like silver. And also you'd want to wear like a precious metal ring because you don't want it to turn. Yeah, you don't want it to turn your finger green. So I assume there's some logistical element. Yeah, we never get an answer for that. Maybe because jewelry shops are only open during the day, so she can't get to a jewelry store. I would be pissed I couldn't pick one either. But Stefan is like, "Mm, calm down. She wants it. (laughs) Be nice. Yeah, he's like, Caroline, move on from that. You want to walk in the sun. You got to chill. Yeah, pick your battles, Miss Caroline. And Bonnie says, before I do this, let's talk about the rules. If you hurt anyone else, I'm going to dispel the ring. I have the power. And Caroline insists, like, well, I'm not going to hurt anyone else. But Bonnie is still hesitant to trust her because vampires are predisposed. to. Yeah, Bonnie knows that Caroline can't necessarily control it. And even Caroline's like, I didn't mean to kill that guy at the fair. And Bonnie's like, well, he is still dead. So that kind of doesn't matter. Exactly. So Bonnie makes the daylight ring. The spell is pretty anticlimactic. Not a lot happens. The ring doesn't even move. It's just sitting there. Yeah. And Caroline notices this and she says, hey, um, nothing witchy happened. And Stefan says, Caroline, <laughs> Stefan says, Caroline, please shut up. She's like, have you ever even done this before to Bonnie? She's like, how do I know it even fucking worked? And then Bonnie throws open the curtains to prove it worked. And it did work. But Caroline's like, Bonnie, what have we had? Which is fair. Yeah. And then Bonnie leaves and Caroline's excitement shines through instead of her little brattiness. Yeah. She's like now gotten past it. She's like. Yeah, I can walk in the sun. Like I'm again. set, baby. So nice that they have that now settled that it's clear it's an easy spell. I know. Like it wasn't like a four episode arc for her to get a ring. I do like that. But yeah. So now we know that should anyone else turn into a vampire at any point in this show, which who's to say if they ever will, getting a daylight ring won't be an operation the likes of which Logan Fell experienced. Yeah. Poor Logan had a hard time. Yeah. Well, he didn't have any friends. His timing was just off. That wasn't his fault, but doesn't mean his timing wasn't off. (laughs) So then we go back over to Duke. And they walk through the building and you see a sarcophagus. So you know they're in the archaeology department. Yeah. So Alaric says, well, Isabel technically worked for the anthropology department because paranormal stuff is rooted in folklore. Okay, fine. That's enough for me. (laughs) Um, And Alaric introduces himself and his crew to Vanessa, who is... Isabel's research assistant, TA, whatever you want to call her, played by an actress named Courtney Ford, who's a knockoff Olivia Wilde. It's the best way to say it. Sorry, Courtney, you're very good in this episode, but you're a knockoff Olivia Wilde. Most known for playing Christine on Dexter and Portia on True Blood. Those are her biggest credits, I think. Do you know who Christine was on Dexter? I never watched Dexter. I know what I know her from. So her character on Dexter is actually a relatively large one. Yeah, she's a crime reporter and her biological father is, I would say, the most infamous killer on Dexter. So that's interesting. Fans of Criminal Minds may recognize her from one single episode, but she had a flirty little time with Matthew Gray Goobler in that episode. So it's very memorable. So that's what you know her from is Criminal Minds? From a single episode of Criminal Minds. (laughs) I imagine many of our listeners don't have the same encyclopedic knowledge of Criminal Minds as you do. You'd be shocked. Maybe so. But she was a grad student seemingly under Isabel at a time. 
she said that Isabel was one of her first professors. And so now she's a research assistant for comparative folklore. And so she grabs the keys to Isabel's office and lets them in. She says Isabel was brilliant and that's why she went into folklore to follow in Isabel's footsteps. She's like, you know, I have to ask, like, is there any news about Isabel? And Alaric says, nope, liar. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of news. Well, no news on who killed her. So, well, actually, there yeah, well, there is. <laughs> the questions have been answered for Alaric. Yeah, but no need to tell this random girl about it. So she leads them into the office and then she leaves while they look. And so they start looking, but pretty quickly, Damon's like, hey, where'd she go? And then she comes back with a crossbow. And she attempts to shoot Elena, but Damon gets in front of it and takes the arrow for Elena while Alaric gets little Vanessa against the wall. You know, Damon and Alaric together, they can get someone disarmed in no time flat. Yeah, good team. So Damon has Elena pull the arrow out. It hurts, but he's okay. And he says, okay, well, I'm going to kill that girl. And Elena's like, um, no, you're not. Because if you do, I'm never going to speak to you again. And he said, mm, that doesn't matter to me. You're overestimating yourself, liar. Well, liar, but also like, even if he did kill her, like she would speak to him again. So she's also lying. Yeah, first of all, Elena, you're speaking to him right now after he killed your brother. So you're not going to lose sleep over this random girl who you just met. Yeah, he killed your brother like a week ago. So I don't think this is going to be the final straw. Also, Elena, not for nothing, this girl shot an arrow at you. The vibes of having a crossbow that readily available in this like dusty office is just so funny. Incredible stuff. So the sparks are still flying despite the hatred between Damon and Elena. Elena says, oh my God, right, I forgot. You're psychotic and you snap and kill people all the time. Oops, do what you want. And Damon says, um... You're obviously trying to manipulate me because reverse psychology is the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, he's like, I am not stupid enough to fall for that. But Elena doubles down. She says, if I manipulate, you mean tell the truth? Like, okay, guilty. He he he. And she leaves. I don't think either of them won that conversation. I mean, I'm sorry. She thinks she's fighting him and beating him. The sexual tension only got sexier, Elena. Yeah. You miscalculated on it. As Miss Catherine Pierce famously said, that feels like the beginning of a love story, not the end of one. Mm-hmm. Then we check in with Alaric and Vanessa. Vanessa is freaked out because she recognized Damon and Catherine from Isabel's research. Mm-hmm. And she says, that's not possible. And Alaric says, if you've been reading Isabel's research, you do know that it's possible, BTW. Yeah, it's crazy because she's like, well, Catherine Pierce shouldn't be alive and Damon died in 1864. And it's like, Sweetie, you know who they are. I mean, they're standing there. I don't know what you want to do. Yes, sweetie, you're way behind. So Damon and Elena come in and Elena's like, hi. Yeah, I'm actually Elena. I'm Isabel's daughter. I am not Catherine. Yeah, I'm a descendant. And that is Damon. You got him right. Can we see all your Mystic Falls research? (laughs) You have him pegged. Yeah, (laughs) that's the guy you thought. You got 50%, sweetie. Yeah. So then we go out to the forest where Stefan is teaching Caroline to hunt rabbits. Caroline says, hey, isn't killing animals the first step to becoming a serial killer? And he says, "Uh, I think you skipped serial killer when you went to vampire, but okay." He tells her like to be serious. And she's like, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm taking this really seriously. But like, I haven't been in the sun for days. Everyone's at the swimming hole except me, including Matt, who finally said I love you. But I've been blowing him off because I haven't been able to go in the sun. And now you're making me eat bunnies. So you know what? I'm a little annoyed. Yeah, which... 
she's got points. I'd be pissed too because like I wouldn't want to kill people, but I maybe don't start at bunnies. Maybe start with squirrels, like something a little less cute. Well, I would just be like, what's the problem with me drinking from blood bags? Yeah, that's a great question. Like, I just like, I just want to clear this up. And he'd be like, oh, well, when I do it, I go crazy. And if I were her, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm fine. It's nice that Stefan is teaching her how to control her urges, but it is like, okay, do my urges need to be so controlled that it's all rabbits? Yeah, I I don't know about that. But, you know, might as well learn how to hunt them, although you would think it'd be pretty straightforward because he's basically like, go catch the rabbit and feed. Like, I I don't really know how much training is involved. I know, it's like, (laughs) grab a rabbit, drink its blood, drop it. They're faster than rabbits. Yeah, but what do I And stronger. Yeah. But, you know, it's good that he's with her so she doesn't disappear. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I can see why she'd be like, okay, can I go hang out with my friends? Like, I don't want to be out here chasing, like, animals. Especially cute animals. Yeah, and he responds by laughing in her face. And she's a little offended by that. And she says, like, what the fuck are you laughing at? And he's like, no, it's not funny. It's just, like, when someone becomes a vampire, your natural behaviors are amplified. And she's like, I don't know what that means. And he says, well, when I was a human, like I was very empathetic. I cared deeply for other people. And I felt very guilty when people were hurt. And now that I'm a vampire, that was uh, very magnified. Yeah, he just got that like kind of realization all put together in a neat little bow right in time, didn't he? Yeah, perfect timing. (laughs) And Caroline's like, so basically you're saying that I'm an insecure, neurotic control freak on crack. And Stefan said, well, I wouldn't say it like that. I mean, love the vibes. I love her. I mean, as a neurotic control freak as well. Representation. I, I love the representation. And so Stefan, he learned from Vicky that he has to give them an inch when he's training them. So he says, you know what? After we hunt, we can go to the swimming hole. Matt reminds you of your humanity. It's good for you to be around him. She says, yay. Well, I think he's learned a lot of like Damon kept his humanity because he was like holding onto the Catherine stuff. So he's like, okay, that can actually make you a better person. And I think he is right to give her that treat and, you know, make sure she feeds before she goes. So maybe she's less likely to hurt someone and also be like, I will also be there with you. Like you can't go by yourself. Yeah. But not like breathing down her neck. He's giving her some space, but he's like, I will be around. So let me go back over to Duke where they're looking through Isabel's research. Vanessa tells Elena that Catherine arrived to Mystic Falls in April of 1864 and she gives her a box of information and Elena asks, like, if that's all she has. Because it's a pretty small box on someone who's you know, supposedly quite old. And that's all Vanessa has. It's interesting we get this very specific timeline of when she showed up in 1864. Because we knew she was, like, staying with the Salvatores and, like, kind of visiting. But we didn't really know that that was when she first got there necessarily. So this gives us a little peek into, like, this is exactly when she got there. And then we know that there was something before that, but we don't know what yet. Yeah. We only know the one lie she told Pearl way back when that her family died in a fire. Mm-hmm. We know that she wasn't in Mystic Falls forever, that she showed up in 1864. Right in time for all the drama, yeah. of course. So Elena gives Vanessa some vervain and Vanessa says, does it work? First of all, what do you research? You don't know anything. Maybe she doesn't research vampires. I guess so. Yeah, she knew a lot about the lycanthrope. So she also like, It's different to research folklore and research like this is how these stories have changed over the years versus being like, oh, so this is real, real. Yeah. Clearly, Isabel kept that little tidbit to herself. Clearly. She wanted (laughs) uh, Vanessa to do all like the busy work. Yeah. She said, "Uh, Vanessa, can you just input all this into Excel? I have to go take a trip. Yeah. (laughs) 
So Vanessa asks if Vervain works and Damon says, nope. From across the room, of course, because he's eavesdropping. Yeah. So Vanessa also learns about vampire hearing. And then she asks if he can read minds. Elena says no, but he's very capable of being a first rate jackass. Get him, girl. Which, of course, he hears and he rolls his little eyes. But he's like, OK, we're we're ribbing each other again. That's good. Good signs. And then we cut over to the party at the swimming hole. Everyone's swimming, using a rope to get in. It all looks very fun. And the first girl we see is another guest actress, a familiar face. Her name is Tia Surkar, and she's got a lot of rando acting credits. One episode of this, one episode of that. Most notably, she played Vicky on The Good Place. She has comedy chops. She's really fun. It's funny to see her on like a teen drama because it's like, I wouldn't have expected you to book something like this. Yeah. So she's our girl, Amy Bradley. Seemingly no relation to Amber. (laughs) Or at least no mention of a relation. We open the scene by Tyler saying, is it just me or did Amy Bradley's ass get hot? Not a normal thing to say. Just her ass got hot. Yeah. I didn't even hear that. I ignored it. Tyler doesn't talk about other girls in front of me. Yeah. (laughs) And then Matt's like, okay, you're all class. Um, I have no idea where Caroline is. And Tyler is like beaming. So Mason shows up to the party and Tyler's like, hey, you busting or joining? And Mason's like, can you leave before dark? (laughs) And Tyler's like, uh, why? (laughs) And he says, when it gets dark, someone ends up wasted and dead at the bottom of the lake. The family's liable, you know. And Tyler's like, okay, that's a good enough excuse. Mason's got good lies. Yeah, Mason is prepped with the lies. And, you know, Mason's like, hey, remember the liable thing? Uh, That's that's a really important thing that I that I say quite a bit. Yeah. So Tyler's like, okay, we'll be gone when it gets dark. And Mason leaves. He stares at Stefan a little bit while he goes. And Stefan stares back at him. And Caroline asks why he's looking at Mason with his, quote, serious vampire look, which she makes fun of because it's similar to all his looks because he's very broody. Yeah. She says it's only slightly different from like your normal vampire look and like your Wednesday look. And I mean, she do be reading him. And he says, oh, I get it. You think I'm too serious. And she says, well, I wasn't going to say it like that. They are just having fun. He needs someone fun. No shade to Elena, but she's not like a fun girl. Yeah, and it's not all her fault. I mean, she she can be. She's going through a lot. Caroline is more fun. Even in this serious situation, she's like, hee hee hee. So then Amy Bradley goes up and pretty shamelessly flirts with Matt. No shade to her. It's pretty obvious flirting, yeah. Yeah, and Caroline comes up pretty pissed and she says, hey, Amy, and she turns to Amy and compels her to find somebody single to stalk. Pretty cool. It is funny because, like, she didn't need to compel her. Like, she could have just said that and Amy would have been scared of her enough and left, you know? But Caroline's drunk with the power of compulsion. It's new to her. And she's clearly, like, All her feelings are being amplified, so her jealousy and insecurity is being amplified. So a girl talking to Matt is not a a fun vibe for her. Yeah, she's already insecure about Matt because she's been so distant from him. Yeah, she doesn't want to give him bad vibes and then, like, someone else take advantage of that. Matt gets really annoyed because what he saw was her just being kind of mean to Amy. And he's like, you've been dodging my calls, and now you're going to be, like, all jealous and possessive? That's kind of lame. Which, okay, what do you want her to do? Not even. Like... If you love her so much, you should be like, oh, that's sweet that you don't want even another girl talking to me. I don't know. I think he's reaching. Yeah. He's just getting annoyed. And then Stefan is like, Caroline, you got to stop compelling people. (laughs) You can't be doing it this much. He's like, people don't deserve to get their minds messed with. And Caroline says, why is everybody sticking up for Amy freaking Bradley? She's like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) 
And <laughs> Stefan's like, hey, calm down. Your jealousy is magnified. I know this isn't easy. And she's like, my personality is killing me. I mean, it's it's been killing her already. What else is new? I love her, though. Then we go back to Duke. Elena has discovered that there's really nothing in there about Catherine that they don't already know. And Damon sort of implies he has a little bit more info. And he's like, but it's actually only for my friends. And he's like, so if you want to be friends, like I could give you that info. And Elena's like, okay, who's manipulating who now? Both of you are manipulating each other. Let's all let's not pretend. Let's all get on the same page. Yeah. Is it called manipulating or is it called flirting? I don't know. <laughs> it's a fine line. Yeah. Alex's like, okay, well, I didn't find any record of werewolves in Mystic Falls, but we did find Scandinavian skinwalkers, some French name. And then they did find something else. And Vanessa shows them some drawings and she translates it basically as the curse of the sun and the moon. It's an Aztec curse and it's one origin of a werewolf curse, which is traced through Virginia, notably the state Mystic Falls is in. So, oh, it wasn't in one tiny town, but it's in Virginia. I think we can make the jump there, Vanessa. Yeah, she's still getting her degree. (laughs) That's the reason she doesn't have the PhD yet. (laughs) So the gist is basically that 600 years ago, Aztecs were plagued by werewolves and vampires and they cursed them. They made vampires slaves to the sun so they could only come out at night and they made werewolves servants of the moon so that they can only turn on the full moon. When the full moon crests in the sky, those cursed turn into wolves. It's not a choice and that's why it's a curse. They can't choose to turn or not to turn and they're turning. It kind of sucks. I mean, if I was a werewolf, I'd be pretty pissed off that we're both cursed but vampires get daylight rings and I then I don't get shit. Well, the werewolves are hiding. Do you think there's no way a witch could have figured a way out of this? Let's be realistic here. So there is a downside of hiding in the shadows like this. Well, what makes you assume? I mean, the werewolves are hidden from the vampires, but what makes you assume werewolves are hidden from witches? I don't think they necessarily are, but maybe they're not working with the witches. I think if they're hiding from vampires and witches have shown to be at least in any cases allies to vampires... They're hiding from everybody because obviously they don't want vampires to know about them, that they're still here. Here's a question. Do you think that the werewolves consider the curse a curse or do you think it's like just who they are as like a vampire considers their curse? I think they consider it a curse. I mean, it's clear from what we see a little later on that Mason is like chaining himself up on the full moon and has a whole process for this. I would call that a curse and I think most would. Okay. I was just asking, since we've heard a lot of talk about this curse, but what we haven't heard is Mason talk about it. And that's our only confirmed werewolf at the moment. Vanessa says wolves will attack humans, but because of instinct, generational, whatever, they are hardwired to go after their prey of choice, which is vampires. Handy, handy. And so Damon says, well, if werewolves were hunting vampires, I definitely would have met a werewolf by now. Yeah, like I definitely would have run into that concern. Yeah. And Vanessa says, no, because there's actually not really that many werewolves left anymore. Vampires hunted them almost to extinction since they were getting hunted. So not many are left. And vampires don't really approach them when they can because legend says a werewolf bite is fatal to vampires. One, well, I would assume that werewolves know that they were hunted by vampires almost to extinction. I'm sure that's in their own lore that they pass down. So if I'm a werewolf, I'm not making myself known to a vampire. Yeah. A werewolf could kill a vampire, but not until the full moon. 
So you can be killed before then. I would not want a vampire knowing and being like, well, I don't want to get killed on the full moon. So next snap. So here's my question. Right now we have a lot of legend, but we haven't heard anything from Mason as of yet. Do you think this legend is more or less true? Do you think it actually is true that werewolf bites are fatal to vampires? I mean, I think the part of the legend that's definitely true is that they have to turn on the full moon. Okay. That is clear. And whether a single bite is fatal to vampires or just like werewolves are stronger than vampires and can beat them, I think it could be either one of those. You know, vampires also want to keep their supernatural secrets so they can live a longer life. And a random person turning into a wolf once a month, kind of a dead giveaway that something supernatural is going on. Yeah. So whether or not the werewolves are actually fatal, it was in their best interest to kill a bunch of them. So I think that could or could not be true. And I'm not even sure whether the werewolves would know about that. I think it might be this instinct of going after vampires. There's some sort of smell that vampire blood gives off that they're attracted to. That doesn't necessarily mean that their bite is fatal, but they are definitely hunting vampires. More than humans when they can. Yeah, more than humans. And they're harder to fight off for a vampire because it's a fucking wolf. (laughs) So then we go back to the swimming hole. The full moon is out. People are kind of packing up. Stefan goes up to Caroline and he's like, you know what? You should talk to Matt. I'll wait. Oh, perfect. I got a call from Elena. Great. We can each talk to our significant others. Yeah, we can each talk to our little booze and come back. So then Matt and Caroline talk to each other and he's like, I thought we were past insecurities. I told you how I felt. Like, what else can I do? And it's like, first of all, it sounds like you're insecure. Yeah, it sounds like you feel a little insecure that you just said I love you and maybe she's not as into you. So maybe work on yourself, King. And she says, no, like, I don't need anything else. I am so, so sorry. And he's like, I don't want to put up with the drama. Okay, I'm sorry that she got mad that a girl was flirting with you. Like, I do agree that maybe she got a little too jealous, but it's like, but calling that drama is a reach. I mean, I just think there's way worse things. I think he's like looking for mistakes because he feels insecure that she doesn't like him as much as he likes her, which I sure hope she doesn't. Well, he's all insecure because he's been like, oh, I don't know if I like her. Like, she's kind of crazy. And then he finally gets over that and says, I love you. And now she kind of disappears for a second. He's like, oh, time to go back to being a fucking asshole to my girlfriend. But for some reason, this conversation like works out for both of them. And so they go into the woods to make out. Meanwhile, Elena is like, hey, you know, we don't know how much of this is true. This is just what we learned today. But it's a full moon. So like, you should be wary of Mason tonight. She's like, yeah, I should give you this information to be safe. Yeah, she says. And just so you know, like one thing we heard today was that werewolf bites are fatal to vampires. And he's like, hmm. And so you can see him be like, oh, I better look for Caroline. He turns around. Caroline's gone. And he's like, I got to go, Elena. (laughs) Yeah. So he tries to call Caroline and she left her phone behind. So he can't call her. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, he tries to call and it it says distant ringing. Not that distant. It's in the truck that she just stood by. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, he's hearing his little vampire hearing off in the woods. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's just using regular hearing for that one. Yeah. So then we go over to the Lockwood cellar. Mason is getting all chained up. At this point, you know, we're pretty much assuming he's about to turn into a werewolf. uh, But, you know, we haven't seen it yet, but we can see he's getting ready to turn. I mean, what other reason would you be chaining yourself up on the full moon? Let's be honest. He's got a girlfriend who wants to have sex with him in chains. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, he's about ready for his transformation. He's chaining himself to a wall. He's making some kind of beverage. Some sort of power drink. It's just crystal light. 
<laughs> I know what it is, but we don't get any clarity on it. What do you think it is? Some sort of herb to like calm him down. I think that's a pretty good um, guess. Chamomile tea. It- <laughs> I'm sure there's a fancier herb that's doing it. I think he should just like have some tea, but who am I? At first I thought it was beef jerky and I was like, why is he putting beef jerky in his water? I'm like, oh, that's not what that is. You know, some herbs from Teen Wolf that might give you a clue. I don't remember enough to to make a guess. I haven't watched Teen Wolf in a while. Maybe Wolfsbane. I mean, let's just throw that in the mix. Obviously, that's an easy one yeah. to mention. It's got wolf in the name. Maybe it's just like crabgrass because dogs like to eat crabgrass. <laughs> He's just making a salad. It's just Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> he just likes fruit punch. It's not about the wolf thing. <laughs> But Mason is kind of shaken out of his preparation when he hears voices. It's Tyler bringing Amy Bradley to the cellar to make out, even though Mason explicitly told him to get off the property when it got dark. And Amy asks if everyone else is coming. And Tyler says, yeah, yeah, unless, like, you don't want them to. And she's (laughs) like, you're single, right? And he says, yeah. And she's like, okay, so let's do it. Because she had to find someone single to stalk. Okay, check. Compulsion completed. And when they get into the cellar, Mason is gone. And then we see him running through the woods to his car. With his chains on. Yeah, with his chains on. Trying to chain himself to a tree. And then he, for some reason, leaves that and goes into his car. I think the tree would be more stable, but I guess he's out in the open. I think the tree is one of those things, too, that, like, if he really wanted to run, he could tear down a tree. It wasn't the world's biggest tree. And then he tears the tree down and it lands on his car. And then he's a wolf and his car is totaled. So, yeah, at least when he transforms in the car, he only has to fix the back windshield. Yeah. <laughs> and the car was holding him until his ideal prey showed up. So we hear growling and the car is shaking. So we can assume he's turning at that point. There's a wolf in there, babe. So then we go back over to Duke. Elena finds yet another picture of Catherine and she asks Vanessa if she's done any research on doppelgangers. And Vanessa says, as a matter of fact, I have. It's this really fun podcast about this TV show called The Vampire Diaries. (laughs) That's just a little joke for the fans. (laughs) Anyone who was excited to hear the podcast name on the show. I know I was. But no, she actually has done research on actual doppelgangers. She says, well, it's different in different cultures, but basically they're living, breathing doubles. I don't have a lot on Catherine, but you should know that doppelgangers tend to torment people who look like them. And Elena's like, no shit, Sherlock. My twin sister made me cry earlier in this very episode. Talk (laughs) about torment. (laughs) And Elena's like, I just wish I knew why we looked alike. And Damon says, that's a head scratcher, isn't it? In a way that implies it is not a head scratcher. (laughs) Yeah, implies that he knows something. And he tries to leverage his information for her forgiveness. And she says, friends don't manipulate friends. They help each other. He thinks on that. Mama, you are manipulating him. Yeah, it's interesting because Elena has asked Stefan in the past, you know, why do we look alike? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. But she's never asked this to Damon. And it seems that Damon might actually know. So it would have been a good thing to ask him when she didn't hate him so much. And he probably would have just told her. Yeah. (laughs) But hindsight's 2020. (laughs) So then we go back over to the cellar. Amy and Tyler are making out. And then all of a sudden she's like, "Mm, 
I think I'm going to go. I'm not really into it. I'm not really sure why I was flirting with you or came here with you because I like Matt. Yeah, she's like, I actually really like Matt. I don't really know why I'm here. And it's like, what? You're turning down Tyler for like Matt, who is literally taken even if he weren't Matt? Yeah, who is ugly and taken when you have a hot single guy right in front of you, Amy. Somehow the compulsion made her more mentally stable. Yeah, if anything, the compulsion helped her. Stefan should have let Caroline compel her. And she leaves pretty fast. But to Tyler's credit, he, you know, accepts her answer and lets her leave. And he's demoralized, but he's not particularly angry about it. He's just like, okay, well, that's that. He's like, that was kind of weird. Like, who doesn't want to make out with me? Yeah, he's like, have you seen me? He's like, this actually doesn't happen to me that often. (laughs) Yeah. So he's definitely confused, but he's not like, bitch. And then we go back to the forest where Stefan is continuing to look for Caroline. But in his quest, he hears some growling and he starts to approach Mason's car because that's where the growling is coming from. And he probably recognizes it's Mason's car. I mean, it's a pretty distinctive car. Yeah. And he looked at it earlier. So I think he knows it's Mason's car. He knows the information he has. So he decides to get closer. Whereas if I were Stefan, I'd be like, I'm out of here. This is not my business. Be like, OK, better go find Caroline. Now that I know where he is, uh, I'm just going to get her away from here. Yeah. But. We got to see some proof of the werewolf. So he's got to got to sniff it out a little bit more. Yeah. So he sees some scratch marks on the ground. He sees chains on the trees. And then he looks in the back windshield and he sees a lovely pair of golden eyes, much like the ones we saw Mason display in his little carnival fight. And we saw Tyler display when he woke up from the noise. Sure. Then the wolf runs out and breaks a window. We see a wolf run by really fast. So we see confirmation that Mason is a werewolf, Mm -hmm. as you have predicted. As I so smartly deduced. So here we go. One Lockwood down, two more to go. It's coming soon. I can tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then we go back over to Duke. Alaric and Vanessa are catching up. Vanessa is pretty obviously flirting with Alaric and Alaric doesn't seem to pick up on it. Yeah, she wants him in the worst way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Alaric says, hey, like, uh, if you could keep this a secret, that would be great. And she's like, yeah, like, if you need anything, like, call me. And he's like, I hope I won't have to. And she's like, yeah, but if you do. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't really need to. Like, I, it's kind of like, I'm yeah. just at Duke for the one time. Like, I'm going to go. It's weird to be here, but I'm glad I'm moving on. And she's like, okay, but like, if you do need anything. And he's like, don't get involved in all this. It's going to stop you from living your life. You know, that's what happened to Isabel. She became her research. And Vanessa's like, oh, Vanessa shows no interest in becoming a vampire. Healthy, adjusted queen. It couldn't be me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it couldn't be me, Vanessa. And Alaric's like, you know, it feels good to be moving on. And you can see Vanessa be like, with me? She's like, and, and do you want a, a, a girlfriend? Like, here's my fucking <laughs> phone number. Yeah, she could not be more obviously into him. Yeah. And then we go check in with Damon and Elena. Damon unlocks the door for her and he says, you know, you can't hate me forever. Because she accused him of manipulating her by withholding information, he gives her a book. And on the spine, it says Petrova. And he says, this was Catherine's real name. Her real name was Katerina Petrova. I snooped and saw it on an old heirloom once. So that's a little clue about Catherine. Yeah, so he at one point saw this engraved on an heirloom and was like, oh, that must be a name related to her. And then he saw this and he was like, okay, bada big bada boom. As if Catherine Pierce wasn't enough of a hot girl name. Now her name is Katerina Petrova. Okay. What do you think the name Katerina Petrova tells us about Catherine? Anything? 
So she's from Europe. Okay. I'll say that. You know, where in Europe? Any guess? Is it Germany or Belgium? I'll just tell you it was based on where Nina Dobrev is from. It's Bulgaria. Okay. I wasn't going to guess that. We'll see some more um, about that book. Because we have no past on Catherine right now before Mystic Falls, except the one lie. And so I think, you know, I'm sure we're going to get more information. She wasn't in America forever. And Damon gives Elena the book and he says, I would love for you to tell me what you find. I'm kind of curious myself. And Damon says, you know, you have every right to hate me, but you hated me before and we became friends. So it would suck if that was gone forever. And then he asks kind of jokingly, but also he's really asking. He asks if he's lost her forever. And she doesn't answer the question. She says, thanks for the book. And she gets in the car. He does have a moment of sincerity because he's like, I really care about you as a friend. Like, please tell me. And she just brushes it off, obviously. But he's like, okay, well, I tried. I tried. We saw this ideal, sincere Damon in the season one finale. Ironically, Elaine is the only one who didn't see that. <laughs> and then Catherine kind of undid a lot of that. And it's nice to see that he can get back to that faster than he did the first time. <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to the forest. Caroline and Matt are making out in the woods and he hears growling. Caroline ignores it and just makes out harder. But then the klutz Matt Donovan cuts his hand on the tree. She starts licking the blood, much to Matt's surprise. And he's like, uh, this is really weird. I, I don't like that. And then he sees her veins and fangs. She bites him. And Stefan pretty quickly pulls her off of him. But he's a little injured. And to which I say, guess you shouldn't have cut your hand on the tree, dumbass. Yeah. I mean, she looked a little bit from the hand, then she bit the neck. I mean, who cares? What's going to happen? It's Matt. He's in danger every day. But immediately, Caroline is absolutely devastated. Stefan's like, we don't really have time to unpack all that right now. He says, look, we need to get out of the woods right now. He's like, Matt, you just stay there. Lay right down, buddy. Yeah. He's like, Matt, you're not the ideal prey. Like, we'll come back, but just hang for the moment. Stefan's plan is basically that he and Caroline are going to run to get whatever it is, a wolf, away from Matt. They do. They get a little distance away. And Caroline's like, what is it? And Stefan tells her it's a werewolf. It will try to kill us. And it can. And then at that exact moment, Tyler comes up in the cellar and he's like, what are you guys doing out here? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, guys. Like, hey, friends. It's like, you guys got here fast. And Stefan is kind of distracted by Tyler coming up because to Stefan's knowledge, all the Lockwoods are werewolves. So he's like, why the fuck are you a human right now? Because I know a wolf's around. Yeah, he's like, I kind of thought you'd all be wolves right now. So he's like, so that's kind of weird. So in that distraction, Mason, in his wolf form, comes and tackles Caroline. And starts like kind of slobbering on her, trying to bite her clearly. Here's what I'm going to ask you, because it seems like if Mason really wanted to, he could have bit Caroline or Stefan here. So why do you think he didn't? I think he just couldn't get a, a clear bite. Okay. Uh, that's all I think it is. And I want to point out that whenever there's a supernatural show, they take different liberties of what they look like in their supernatural form. I love that the vampire diary said he looks like a normal wolf. Like we are not doing any of this half sea business. It's a wolf. I appreciate that. I think it is always going to look better if it's just a full CGI wolf versus a half wolf. Yeah. Not that I don't think Teen Wolf ended up looking fine, but it had its moments. But yeah, so Mason is like kind of wrestling with Caroline a little bit, not getting a bite at her. 
whatever. And Tyler says, stop, like he's disciplining a, a literal dog. <laughs> but it works. Yeah, exactly. Tyler makes eye contact and then Mason runs away and you can see Tyler be like, I know those eyes. Tyler was like, is that my uncle? <laughs> Tyler said reflection of a car headlight my ass. You have to think he already had that guess because I'm sorry if a wolf is attacking my friend, my reaction is not to tell the wolf to stop. I'd be screaming. I mean, maybe someone else would have that reaction. Not the path I would go. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, no. I wouldn't imagine a wolf would uh, give a damn. I'd run. <laughs> I'm like, the wolf's not going to listen to reason. <laughs> I'd be like, Stefan, get him. Yeah. <laughs> so then Caroline and Stefan go back and they retrieve Matt. Caroline compels Matt to forget. She basically compels him and she's like, so we were making out in the woods and then an animal attacked you. It came out of nowhere. Stefan says he took care of Tyler, which is basically just like, I guess, making sure Tyler left. Yeah, being like, that was crazy, huh, Tyler? Anyway, see ya. Stefan said, all right, back to the party. See ya in history. Stefan says, we'll get Matt on Vervain so you can't compel him or drink his blood. And that'll take care of that. I do love that in all the people getting Vervain, no one has given it to Matt. Yeah. Which I guess the only person who would give it to him would be Caroline. And she didn't know until just now. Well, Elena might have. She was giving Vervain to all her friends. Yeah. Kind of shitty that she didn't care enough about Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline is clearly like so devastated. She's like, I can't believe I hurt him. He's the one person on the planet that I didn't want to hurt. <laughs> Don't tell Bonnie. <laughs> the one? The one? Not not your mom? Yeah. What the fuck? But anyway, then Caroline says, I shouldn't be with him, should I? <laughs> Girl, I can answer that. Girl, you shouldn't have been with him before you were a vampire. There's just another reason. Stefan says, well, I'm not really the right person to ask because the answer is no, but I'm not going to dump Elena. Yeah, he's like, I mean, the answer is no, but like, I really like dating Elena. So like, up to you, I guess. So take that. Uh, with a grain of salt. Caroline says, okay, thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah, Caroline says, your advice sucks. I get it. You like Elena. Shut up. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> so then we cut over to Mason's car. Tyler has found it. And specifically, he's found the broken back windshield. As he's investigating that, a naked and dirty Mason approaches and says, hey, can you toss me my shorts? I do love that they go this like classic, classic with the werewolf that it's like, yeah, he's fully naked and he's covered in dirt. This is not an important question, but do you think they have knowledge of what they do when they're turned? Or do you think they kind of black out like some werewolves hmm. do? I would guess that they kind of black out. I mean, that's why they would chain themselves up because they don't know what they're going to do. I would lean blackout. Based on how classic they're going with the werewolf lore in the show, that's my guess. Sure. They don't seem to be taking a lot of liberty with it, which I like. Tyler says, oh, so it was you. And Mason's like, yeah, I'm a werewolf. So that's our confirmation. Well, then I guess you would think that Mason would have known what was happening if he was like, so you saw that. So maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> so here's my question. You've been, you know very adamant that all the Lockwood men are werewolves. Mm -hmm. We saw a full moon today and Tyler seemed normal, if anything, less angry than normal and didn't turn. And I know your theory is age-based. So is that the reason you think he didn't turn or have any effect? Age-based or it might not be like a specific age, but at some point he's going to turn and that just hasn't happened yet. And I assume it's age-based because otherwise you would think Mason would be like, do I have to worry about this yet? 
well, maybe it's like your period where it's like there's a window it could happen in. You know, he's asking Tyler all these questions about being angry. So clearly that's an early symptom. Sure. Early onset werewolf. (laughs) Yeah. And So I think he's like knowing it's on the horizon, but he clearly thinks he has some time. He didn't chain Tyler in the basement. Yeah. Like if he thought that Tyler was going to turn, he would have done that. Yeah. And he knew there was a full moon and didn't tell Tyler anything about it. In fact, he's still keeping it a secret. Yeah, he just said, get everyone else away from here because, like, I'm going to turn tonight. But, like, you do whatever you want. Like, you can go party. Yeah. So, clearly, there's some reason he's not turning yet. But, I mean, he has the gold eyes. So, it's only a matter of time. Sure. I will tell you, I think we get an answer on that pretty soon. But I'm sure we do. I mean, it's a while till the next full moon. It's werewolf o'clock, though, on this show. Perhaps Tyler's 18th birthday is before the next full moon. We go over to the grill. Where Amy Bradley goes to Matt to check on him post-animal attack. She's like, oh my God, it's crazy. There's so many animal attacks lately. And I'm sorry. I know this was like not like a malicious thing to do, but like you just, well, I guess maybe she forgot that she got like bitched at earlier because it was a compulsion. I'm not fucking doing all that for Matt at this point. I'm staying in my corner, babe. Yeah. I mean, like you're perfectly justified to go check on someone after they got attacked, obviously. But is it worth it? Especially like at a grill where like Caroline likely would be like, I'd be scared of Caroline personally. Yeah, exactly. I'm not fighting with her for a man. I'll lose. Yeah. And it won't be close. Exactly. (laughs) You can have him. (laughs) Caroline approaches very jealous. And, you know, Amy sees the writing on the wall. And also because Caroline's like, she's obviously into you. Everyone can see it. Why are you encouraging this? And Amy's like, okay, well, I don't really need to be here for this. Yeah. Amy's like, yeah, I am into him. Can you like not make it like so aggressively mentioned amy's like can you give us a second amy's like i thought it was being subtle which she wasn't but whatever (laughs) and so matt tells caroline to knock it off and caroline's like no like she's after you and i shouldn't have to put up with that he says i thought you said no more drama and she says well i lied (laughs) i love that even though this is like a faked confrontation i think It's still a funny line to say. I thought you said no more drama. Well, I lied. Well, I just think it's like, even if this is faked, like this should not have ended with him feeling like he needed to dump her. Like, sorry, she feels jealous of a girl who like tried to talk to you earlier and she got mad before and you still like are like talking to her. Like, I just think it's not crazy that she would be mad about this. Like, you know, Caroline, that's kind of a vibe. Well, and Matt acts like they're kind of like on this really same page. And the thing is, Matt, you told her you loved her one time. So, like, sorry, she's still insecure. It's giving the vibe that he only told her he loved her to, like, shut her up about being insecure. It feels manipulative. Yeah. I'm just saying that. And so he basically says, forget it. And she says, are you breaking up with me? And he says, yeah. Rude for a number of reasons. Number one, I don't want to live in a world where Matt Donovan is the one who ends this relationship. Ugly boys be dumping all the time. And it's like, in what world is that like your job? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't seem realistic. It pissed me off. I screamed. I'm, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, look again, I get him being a little upset that Caroline was rude to Amy when he was just being nice to her because he wasn't the one who's flirting with her. She's flirting with him. I get him being upset about that. However, that's not what he's holding against her. What he's holding against her is her own personal insecurities. And that's not really fair because it makes sense given their history. Like it makes sense because he told her when they started dating, I think I'm always going to be in love with Elena more than you, but I kind of like you too. 
Well, and he's never done enough to dissuade her insecurities yeah. either. Like, she'll be like, I'm insecure. And he's like, don't be. And it's like, that's not a fucking conversation. The thing is, he's acting like what he is upset about is drama. But what he's upset about is the fact that she's insecure. And that's kind of an unfair thing to hold against her, I think. Well, and somehow I think he's angry that she's insecure, but like she didn't talk to him for like three days and he was feeling insecure. And then when she was insecure again, he he just like combusted because he didn't know how to handle that. Like what an idiot. Also, not for nothing. It's not like Caroline to not talk to you for three days. Could you not like ask like, hey, is something going up at home? Is everything OK with your mom? Like he's just like, well, she's ignoring me because she just wants to cause drama. It's like, you know, maybe her mom like, I don't know, is sick. What Like ask. Yeah, like maybe it's not about you all the time ago. Yeah. So anyway, we remain Matt Donovan haters and Caroline lovers. So do you think this is the end of this couple for good? Fucking wish. I honestly like. They keep pushing it on us. I think because Caroline is a vampire now, that's as good a reason as any to make it a final breakup. And I'm sorry if she's like, no, I want to get back together with Matt. No, don't do it, sweetie. Yeah, I hope they're done. I think there's a chance that she could like regret this and kind of miss him. But I think she'll be like, it's for the best. Do you think when Matt learns about vampires, if he's going to learn about vampires, how do you think he's going to take that um, information? Well, he's going to have a hard time, first of all, because I assume when he learns, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah. And I feel like, well, we're telling you this, like we might as well tell you about Vicky and Caroline. I think he's not going to like the Vicky news because he has spent all this time being like, Vicky was a mess. Like she just overdosed in the woods. And so it's going to be different to be like, oh, shit, Vicky got killed. He's going to mourn her all over again. Yeah, and I think the Caroline thing is going to be like, oh, that was this final dagger in our relationship, which like this relationship was not strong. But in Matt's head, I'm sure maybe it was a little bit. I don't know. So I think he's going to be pissed about all that. I think he's going to see it as a reason why he and Caroline broke up. Well, you have to think about, too, without Matt to lean on, the only people Caroline has to lean on are Elena, Bonnie, Stefan, and Damon. And the only people she has to lean on for her vampire life is Stefan and Damon. And so you have to imagine that it's going to seem like she's taking their side. Well, it's going to be heard when he learns that Stefan is the one that killed Vicky, but Damon essentially did in his own way. You know, they both kind of killed Vicky. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be hard to see Caroline, like getting along with them, buddy, buddy. And also to kind of make that realization. And Elena has been dating this dude. And I think Caroline, you know, is going to be relying a lot on Stefan specifically because like she can't really say anything to Bonnie about it because Bonnie will judge her. And even Elena, like, doesn't really get what she's going through. She'll try to. But, you know, it's Elena. She's focused on her own shit, which is fair. But I think it's going to be hard for Caroline to be separate from the Salvatores ever. Yeah. Plus, I am guessing that Catherine messing with Matt is going to be an ongoing theme because he's just such an easy little soft, soft target. Yeah, low-hanging fruit. So I think that that's going to be a a little mind fuck for him too, because I'm going to guess she's going to get him all confused about Elena again. Sure. So Matt leaves the grill and Caroline cries. Wipe those tears, honey. Do better. So then we go over to the Gilbert house and we check in with a couple we can actually root for. Jenna's having a glass of wine and Alert comes in and he kisses her and he says, I should have done that this morning. So they kiss. It's happening, baby. Jenna and Alert. 
Finally, because we've had a break from them and I wasn't 100% sure how that was going to go. Yeah, I'm happy for them. And then we go check on another couple. They're not having a happy moment, though. Delena's back on the porch. And <laughs> this time it's really Delena. <laughs> and Damon's like, hey, you know, road trips work well for us, referencing their road trip to Georgia in season one, episode 11. Great episode on that on the podcast. <laughs> Elena says, you know, this doesn't mean things are back to where they were. And Damon's like, well, you know, I'm chipping away at your hatred. Elena's done messing around. She asks point blank for the truth. When he killed Jeremy, did he know that he had the ring on? And to Damon's credit, he does tell the truth this time. Yeah. He says, honestly, no. Catherine pissed me off. I snapped and I got really, really lucky. And I honestly don't know what I would have done if the ring wasn't there. And I'm really, really sorry. You know, he knew immediately that it was a mistake. And he's like, thank God he was wearing that ring because if he was dead, you know, you would never talk to me again and it would be justified. And so he's being very sincere that he's very sorry, but you did still kill her brother. (laughs) So that's going to take a little bit more time. (laughs) And so Elena thanks him for his honesty. But she says, to answer your question about our friendship, you have lost me forever. I mean, no, he hasn't. But yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that, Miss Mama. I think the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. He says, but you knew that already, didn't you? You used me today. And she says, yeah, well, you had information on Catherine that I needed. So whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> She's like, and what about it? And he says, I thought friends don't manipulate friends, which. Which I wish. Elena had been like, well, we're not friends. So, yeah. And then Damon really sticks the knife in. He says, you and Catherine have a lot more in common than just your looks. And this clearly affects Elena because Elena like is not pleased with Damon right now, but she never wants to be that kind of person that like closes people off completely and is like rude to them. Yeah, exactly. And he walks away. Mike drop. Elena's like, am I a bitch? (laughs) It's like, it's okay if you want to be. Honestly, Elena didn't do anything wrong here. It's not even bitchy. Like, Damon's being really mean for someone who just killed her brother and is expecting forgiveness in a week. I mean, yeah, I think he needs to be a little bit realistic. I think because she's already talking to him again, he's like, oh, this sped up the timeline I thought I was on. I also think he was like, he snapped and killed Jeremy and he was like, well, that's in trouble. And then he found out Jeremy was wearing the big and he was like, okay, cool. Like, no big. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No harm, no foul. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Damon gets a little angry. He just wants Elena to forgive him. He's putting his defenses back up. He's like, he doesn't have a lot of fucking friends. Yeah, he's scared to be sincere. And then when he's sincere and it doesn't work out for him, he he gets defensive. That's that's what he's doing. I mean, clear as day. But it still hurts Elena's feelings because she cares what he thinks about her. Because they're in love. So then we cut to Caroline waking up the next morning and she's got a little visitor in her room and it's our queen Catherine who we didn't see earlier in the episode and Catherine says hey Caroline says Elena and Catherine says Mm-mm, try again she said look at my hair bitch she said my hair is curled bitch do I look like Elena <laughs> she said you're gonna have to fucking start picking up on that yeah she says come on she's like I'm not gonna answer to Elena forever she said I can't make it clearer Catherine says don't be frightened we're gonna have so much fun together She says, girly pop, we are going to have so much fun. Let's go party, bitch. Here's my first question for you. What do you think Catherine's plan is with Caroline? And do you think it's bad news for her as a young vampire? I think Catherine 
you know, wants to use a new vampire to like fuck with Stefan and Damon. I think she likes hanging out with other girl vampires and making them into, I don't want to say carbon copies. She likes to have a girlfriend. She likes to have a girl group. And like Isabel was like, oh, we have to protect Elena. And she's like, okay, well, that's like not actually fun anymore. So I need a new girlfriend. So I think she mostly just like wants a friend and she's like, and this will really fuck with Elena and Stefan and Damon. I think it can definitely be bad for Stefan and Damon. I think Catherine is underestimating the connection Caroline has to Elena and Bonnie in thinking that she would like completely turn on them. But I do think like there are two paths that Caroline can take. And I think Stefan is already showing better vibes with her than Vicky because Caroline could go this much more moral path, which I think she's leaning towards because she's scared of hurting people. Or she could go this like turn up the humanity, have some fun party path which is not a crazy path to go as a vampire, but I think she has enough roots planted in Mystic Falls that that path is not going to be as interesting to her as a lot of the other new vampires. Sure, I get that. You know, it's the same thing I've said before. I think Catherine and a lot of people underestimate Caroline and think she's just like a dumb, cute girl. I think she misunderstood what a herd of gold Caroline has, how much she wants to be a good person and like protect her friends. And so I think Catherine's side is going to be a lot less tempting to her than it was for someone like Isabel. Yeah. And Catherine, as much as she is charming and a little bit manipulative, she can't control anyone, least of all another vampire to her knowledge. Yeah, She can't like compel Caroline to do something. And Caroline, you know, is still a little on shaky ground as a vampire, obviously, but she's feeling the power in different ways. So I I think Catherine could take advantage of her and manipulate her if she knew enough about her personality. But I think Catherine has severely underestimated who Caroline is. Well, we don't know how long Catherine's been watching, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So my final question, do you think Elena's ever going to forgive Damon? Yeah. (laughs) I would say before mid-season. The stakes on that feel low. Yeah, I mean, she's already closer to forgiving him than she would admit. Like, she won't say it to him, because why would she? That's, like, not useful. But, like, she's clearly going to come around on him. She's already getting back into her bantery stuff with him. So, like, it's only a matter of time. And, like, Jeremy didn't die. And Damon's sorry about it. Like, you can be upset about it, but, like, it's kind of whatever. Like, it's not, like, irreversible. Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, that was shitty, but like, you know, it kind of worked itself out. All's well that ends well. Yeah, it's going to be easier to forgive him because eventually she's going to get over that because Jeremy's still there, you know? Mm -hmm. As much as it sucks that he like, quote unquote, killed her brother, they're able to get past it because it was kind of fake. (laughs) Yeah, because it all worked out. Yeah. That's the end of this episode. As always... Please, if you have friends who like the Vampire Diaries or who you think would like the Vampire Diaries, please recommend this podcast and the show to them. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or just recommend to friends who like podcasts. Everyone needs something fun to listen to. Yeah, we run through the plot enough. They can follow it without watching it, though they should watch it. It's a great show. Also, be sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. So for now, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.